0: salvation done anything for your faith I think there's some missing ingredients in our church and I'm not preaching to the church across the road Uh, we're going to have a series of meetings beginning next week uh, Sunday and Sunday evening Monday Tuesday and Wednesday It would be frugal to call it revival because we don't know if that's going to happen or not. We're going to have the best speaker that I one of the best speakers I know of in all the country. But speaking does not bring revival. And so we've made it so easy. You can come straight from work. We'll have dinner prepared for you here at 6 o'clock and uh, have preaching and singing, and uh, regardless, if the Rangers are playing or not, we're going to have a meeting. So I'd like to encourage you to be with us each evening, next week, bring somebody with you, but this morning I'd like to speak to you out of the book of Ezra, chapter number 3, and Acts Chapter number 3, find your places there in your Bible, if you would please. And I trust that the Lord would bless the reading of his word this morning and the preaching of his word. It's just an unusual type of message for me, but I think you'll get the drift as we go along. In your Bible, Ezra, chapter number 3, and I read for you verse 10 through verse 13. And the Bible says, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good and his mercy endureth forever toward Israel and all the people, could we say it together, shouted. With a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Verse 12, that many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers, who were ancient men and had seen the first house, when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, they wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. As I read about this worship service, and I attend our worship service, I think there are some ingredients that's missing. For instance, I see shouting, praising, weeping, joy, but no yawning. Are you with me? Acts chapter number 3. Please, could I ask you, if you don't feel saved, would it be possible to lose it and never know you lost it? Verse 1, God just asked you. Now, Peter and John, this is chapter 3, verse 1. Peter and John went up together into the temple of the house of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who sent Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms? And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. That's absolutely proof that they were Baptists. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with him into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he who had sat at arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed helped Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Now, I find in this service some things that are missing that I don't find in our service. By the way, is that a Bible you've got in your hand? Uh, Should this dictate to us, or should society dictate to us? you think maybe we have become so dignified we have become petrified? What if the Holy Spirit were to nudge you and say, smile? Would that embarrass you? Watch this. Tough, isn't it? Kids, do you even know how to smile? Try this. Years ago, Dr. Jesse House was pastor of the church and I was an evangelist. And he asked me to evaluate his staff and I did and I told him to fire him and he did. (laughs) So he fired everybody except his daughter. Come to find out after he fired anybody, he decided, well, I don't have anybody lead my singing. So he called me and asked me if I'd come to Colorado and lead his choir and work with his choir on the weekends, and then I'd go out during the weekend preach revival meetings. They'd give me an offering. An old, cheapy house wouldn't have to pay me anything for doing his choir. And so I met with the choir. The choir did not know, I did not know any music. Those notes looked like blackbirds sitting on a barbed wire fence to me. I had no idea what it was. Dr. House had no idea that I could not read music. He had no idea that I could not sing parts. The only thing he knew was I was singing every service and selling records and tapes out in his vestibule. So he just thought maybe I could lead his choir. So I and my wife and Amanda took off to Pueblo, Colorado and stayed there for I don't know how long. I know it was too long. And I led his choir the first sunday after i met with the choir he asked me he said preacher what did you do the choir has changed the entire attitude of the whole church what did you do i taught them how to smile and them smiling set the atmosphere for the whole sanctuary because Enthusiasm and smiling is contagious. And so is that other attitude. And I'd like to talk to you about this morning and ask you a question. Who took the feeling out of our faith? Because you know it is God. It is better felt than tell. Don't tell me anything until you can show me something. Don't tell me how excited you are about going to heaven if you can't get excited about going to church. Uh, Don't tell me about how wonderful it is to be saved if you can't sing about it and want to praise God with it. And I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not trying to, uh, feelings must not regulate us. But it is impossible to have faith, and your faith not influence your feelings. We are a trichotomy. We are an intellectual being. We are a spiritual being, and we are an emotional being. And believe me. People are not at the ball game today because they're spiritual. They're not at the ball game watching the Rangers because they're intellectual. And they're certainly not going to watch the Cowboys this afternoon because they are intellectual. You know why they do? They like it. They enjoy it. It is fun. They get good feelings about it. And that is what is missing in our church today is we are have an intellectual kind of faith and not an emotional kind of faith. These folks that I read you about in the Bible felt something. They expressed their faith. And if we are not careful, we will allow religion and cold orthodoxy to slip into our church, and it will not be long until we won't want to go to church. Could I help you a little bit? I'm just going to reminisce a little. You say, How come? After 30 years, I got to write. I used to go to church in them little small, country churches in Tennessee. It was quite different in those days. All preachers yelled. They would take their coat and throw it a mile and a half, eat dinner on the grounds and eat a chicken and a half, and preach for an hour and a half whether you liked it or not. And would you believe some of those, not intellectual as we might be, people who put down the plow, took off the check lines, put the horses in the barn, and laid their crops by, actually came to church because they liked it. And we kids would be laying on, you talk about padded pews. Dear God, there wasn't nothing padded when I was a kid. And you laid out on those old walnut or oak pews that were miserably hard. And you, about the time you would go to sleep laid out in this direction, some dear sister or brother around you would stand up and say, Help! praise God. And all through the church, those kids' heads popping up look like toasters and heads popping up because it scared the kids to death. That's the reason kids got saved back in those days. We scared hell out of them. (laughs) There wasn't no wristwatches, bless God, back in those days. There wasn't no TV programs we had hooked on back in those days. We just went to revival meetings to hear the preacher preached. And it wasn't that he was such a good preacher. We just went to hear the Word of God preached, man. And folk got happy, and folk cried, and folk shouted, and folk enjoyed going to church. And I'm telling you, you talk about pressure, son. Whenever they gave the invitation when I was a kid, all the saints come forward. And they would be singing, I'm bound for the promised land. And, and them saints would be shaking hands up here in the altar, hugging one another and just uh, enjoying themselves. And guess who's waiting back? Hey, guess who's left in the pews? The sinners. Because all the saints up here, hallelujah, and having a good time, shouting, praising God and hugging one another. And sinners were sitting back there and said, dear God, everybody's looking. And the sinners set there dreading what's about to happen and they stepped there man and the saints all got happy and after a while all the saints just turned and looked at the sinners and man they flogged them and they walk over and said well you're not saved yet Is you got everything up here you're here and You know there's a hell, and you know there's a heaven, and you're not saved yet. Come on. That's what they'd do. Folk get happy. and Folk would come forward and bring folk to the altar. They'd kneel there, and they'd they'd show them how to be saved, and they'd they'd just have a shouting good time. They wasn't in too big a hurry to get to the house. You know Why? If you've got faith faith will produce forgiveness and forgiveness will always affect your feelings don't get it backwards don't get it backwards you can't go to heaven because you feel like it go to heaven because faith therefore we are justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and when faith comes You'll see the need for forgiveness. And when forgiveness and faith mingles together, man, there's a shout somewhere. There is a glad feeling somewhere. And it just absolutely, folks, I think we're missing something around here. I don't see any tears over sinners dying and going to hell. I I, I don't see any remorse because somebody you're sitting by might die and go to hell. We just come, sit, let the preacher fill. The amount of time we go home the same way we came, empty. All of God's people said, "I think we ought to start the wave in the Baptist church." every time. He don't strike up. He don't need a substitute in left field, bless God. He is a winner. Can you imagine going to the ball game, Napoli, Napoli, Napoli. Sounds like something from the underworld. Napoli. Spaghetti. lasagna. Has it been since you felt the presence of God at your church service? How long has it been since you come to church and you wasn't bored? How long has it been since you came and wanted to stay a while? How long has it been since you've met? With the Lord, because in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. We're missing something, folks, and we've allowed the devil to rob us, and we've uh, allowed society to rob us. And it's, it's you just need to feel good every once in a while. You say, preacher, you have no scripture for that? Acts twenty and verse nineteen: Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. And with many tears, tears are emotional. I remember when I was just saved just, just a few weeks ago, more like 49 years ago, I remember sitting in a pew just like this, and I'd invited somebody to come to church that was lost. And I can remember... As just a new Christian, I didn't even know how many books there were in the Bible. I can remember just somebody sitting in the pew and me weeping and begging God during the whole service to save that person. The night I was saved, Brother William sat with me on the couch and took the Word of God, and began to show me the Scripture. Over in the corner was a missionary to Peru, kneeling on my red velvet chairs, weeping, crying, and sobbing, begging God to save Gene Wolfenbach from a devil's hell. Tears. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Tears are the result of feelings. Does anybody here like to feel good? Come on, say, anybody here like to feel good? You like feeling good about going to heaven? Do You like looking at old slimy face, the deceiver, lucifer himself straight in the face, and saying, you can go back to hell if you want to. I'll never go there because of the blood of Christ. Man, that makes me feel good to look at the devil in the face and say, take a hike. Better felt than tell. Well, preacher, feelings have no place in the church. Feelings have no place in religion. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might be, might remain in you, that your joy may be full. Well, preacher, I'm not an emotional person. Could I ask your wife if you're an emotional person? Could I go with you to a ball game? You're not an emotional person. Would you like to play a game of poo for a little money? You're not an emotional person. emotional persons. Just some are more vocal about it than others. Amen? You know, I think our emotions must be, watch this, affected, affected, and infected. And that's what Jesus Christ will do for you. He will not only Affect you, he will affect you, and it will infect you so that you'd like to be contagious to everybody about you. You know, I just believe with all my heart we have become so intellectual and so rational and so reasonable, kind of like the folks there that day when. That fellow was born a four and led down to the roof. And Jesus looked at him and said, Son, thy sin be forgiven thee. And the Bible said in the next verse, and the Pharisees reasoned in their heart. We are of the crowd that wants to figure everything out. See, now these young folk right here, they're raised in a generation that wants to know why. I don't ever remember asking my daddy why. I don't ever remember asking a teacher why. But we're in a generation today, being raised in a millennial generation, where everybody wants to know why. And if they want to know big enough, they will ask Siri why. I think it was Andrew one day playing with Siri and he whooped up old Siri and he said, Siri, I do not like you. She said, everyone has their right to opinion. Why? Let me tell you why. The church as you and I know it today, is running an old Adam Improvement Society. We know nothing of an experience with Jesus Christ. Know nothing of a life-changing experience on your way to hell one day and on the road to heaven the very next. We know nothing about this new creature in Christ kind of religion that changes us completely and changes our emotions and changes our will and changes our intellect, completely makes a new creature out of us. We know nothing about that. We're just going to church getting better. And let me tell you how important feelings are. Might ought to jot one or two of these down because it might help you. But preacher, in church, there's no place for feelings. No feelings. No fear. No fear of failure. No fear of faltering. No fear of falling. take feelings out of your life, and you're done. And the devil knows if they can take it out of our church, the church will be done. How many of you folks ever seen anybody get happy in church? Would you raise your hand? Don't vote like a Baptist. If you've ever seen anybody get happy in church, raise your hand real high. Let your hands down. Recently. How many ever seen anybody get happy at a ball game? How many of you ever watched any emotional outburst at a ball game? Maybe that's why they'll have 50,000 in their tent and we'll have two here tonight. It's because feelings are gone. We leave them out in the parking lot. We don't bring them to church with us. We don't dare say, amen. We're afraid Andrew preached too long. Amen. We don't dare express emotions, but I want to share something with you, folks. If we are not feeling our faith, we're dead. And there's no fear. And the Bible said, fear of the Lord is the what? Beginning of wisdom. We need to put a little feeling back into our faith. Amen. Would you promise you'll not get mad? If somebody says amen, well, we ask without I ask him. Every once in a while, Jay stands up. It's not because he's religious. It's because I've got a button underneath his britches. And then when I want him to do something, I hit that button and it shocks old Jay. Stand up for the glory of God. Listen to that. No feeling. No fear. And we need the fear of God in our church. Uh, we need the fear of God in our home. We need the fear of God in our life. Secondly, no fear. No fun. No feelings, no fun. You know why guys, you know why guys go water skiing at ninety-eight miles an hour on the water? Because they're stupid, that's why. Anybody's in a boat going over ten miles an hour just lost all rationale. No feeling, no fun. People do what they enjoy, do it. And they'll do it and cross any obstacle to get it done. It's fun. Well, I still feel like it's fun going to church. I like going to church. I like feeling what's going on at church. I like to hear the songs. I like to fellowship with the people. And I am saying to you, we need a renewal. Call it revival. Call it renewal. Call it getting back what we ain't got now that we used to have a long time ago, we need to get the feeling back into our faith. And if we did that, this building would not hold the people that would come. If it was fun again to come to church. It was fun again to hear the old, old story. It was fun again talking about a place called heaven. It was fun again seeing somebody get up behind the pulpit and giving the devil a holy whooping right in front of God and everybody. It would be a good time and folk would come back. And don't worry about how loud I preach. I won't be able to do it long, so I'm going to do it as hard as I can while I can. No feeling, no fear. No feeling, no fun. No feeling, no faithfulness. You know why I'm faithful to Ginger? Because I love her with all of my heart. You know why she don't have to worry about me running around with anybody? Deacon Borden That promised to kill me if I did. She knows Monkey Ranch. She also got a totem license. But all those reasons is not why I'm going to be faithful to my wife. I love her. I have feelings for her. And I love my kids. And I don't want to see on the face of my kids the disappointment of an unfaithful dad. And I love my church. And I do not want to hurt this church regardless of what you might think. But if you take the feeling out of your life, you remove all the fun in life. You remove the fear. You remove the faithfulness. I don't miss church. I don't care who the Rangers are playing or who the Cowboys are playing. I don't miss church for that. Because I love my Lord more than I love Mr. Jones, who took the feeling out of our faith. I don't know who did it, but it's gone. Because our feelings are now subdued, and we've harnessed our feelings. Ain't no fun going to church anymore. No fun being faithful. No fear of failing God. Could I please give you this? No feeling, no fellowship. I like running around with Ginger. One reason is because she's always by. I'll always take her to the store and drop her off. Are you coming in? No, I'll wait for you. And she she buys. You still like being with your wife? You like spending time with your wife? Maybe it's because you have feelings for your wife. Any of you uh, young folk got any sweethearts? Look how serious those girls are on the front row. No, not one. No, not one. Boys, you have luck. Look. look at the smile. I wouldn't want to date. Look at the frown on them girls' face. (laughs) Smile, Holly. You better smile. All right. You ever notice I used to coon hunt a lot? Teenagers would begin to go coon hunting with me because they like spending time with the preacher because they love him so much. And then they start smelling perfume. Start noticing hairdos and the boys quit wanting to go with the preacher because they love him so much. They start running trash, courting. you got to put a shocking collar on them to get them right. You ever notice how that works? We always tend to go where our feelings go. We always tend to go where our feelings go no feeling, no fellowship. It's so important to us to have fellowship. Emperor of Rome, 13th century, Frederick being his name, was so interested in what the original language was, whether Greek, Hebrew, or Latin, he decided to do an experiment using infants, and he collected several infants, secured nurses, and was not to allow the children as infants ever to hear a human voice. Thereby, the children would automatically speak the original language of the original creation. The nurses, although it grieved them so much never to let the babies hear a human voice, they were obedient to the emperor, and the kids never heard a human voice. And they were dead in just a few months. Fellowship so important if you have feelings for someone or something you'll be faithful in your fellowship to that thing or person somebody i'm done has pulled a dirty trick on us and somebody took the fun fellowship the fear out of our faith where is your shout? where is our leap where is our praise to God be the glory we need revival we need a revival of excitement again we need a revival of hey let's just Enjoy going to church again. And I close. No feeling, no finish. Watch any kind of athletic endeavor you want. The goal of many is not to win because they know they do not have the ability to win. They have the ability and want to finish. Paul said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me, And not me only, but all them who love my appearance. Amen. Don't make me have to pull amens out of you. Let's do the wave together. Let's get happy for Jesus' sake. Let's make people who come to our church. Let's make them think it's fun. It's a joy. Our sins are gone. Well, I just think it's better felt to because 'cause I'm an old-fashioned fellow. Put this together several years ago. Had a little trouble when I got to the X's. And watch. To remove the feelings from our faith is to take the allure out of the Almighty, to take the blessings out of belonging, to take the care out of the call, to take the delight from the delivered, to take the energy from the elect and the fight away from the faithful, to take the go out of the gospel, the hallelujah out of heaven, and the industry out of the enlightened to take the jump out of our joy, the kindness away from our kindred, and the leap out of our lift, the move out of our motivation, the nasty out of the now, the ovation out of the orientation, the praise out of the preaching, the quality out of the quickening, the rush out of our race, the shout out of the saved, the telling away from the tongue, the unity from the unit, vigor out of the victory, willingness away from the worker, the rejoicing out of our regeneration. Got anything you like to put X with? The X-rated or the x You're welcome. And the yes out of the yielding and the zest out of the zeal. You take the feeling out of the faith and you've got nothing except cold religion.